I did an internet speed check before I went on because yesterday's show was a little blurry on the YouTube and the live streaming, which I'm doing again on Twitter and or Periscope technically, which goes onto my Twitter and then my Facebook page is how to build a tent. Also on YouTube, I appreciate a subscription or a subscribe click. That'd be great. I have 471 megabyte download and 20 megabytes per second upload speed, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm thinking of upgrading to the 1,000. Was that a terabyte then or something? 1,000 megabytes per second. But I'm just laughing because I remember HughesNet advertising that they have high-speed internet, and I think they get 25 megabytes per second. I'm getting 471, and they're advertising high-speed at 25 megabytes per second. I mean, I don't even know if that's streamable internet. That's like AOL 7.50 or something. Remember those CDs? It was crazy. Welcome to HGBT. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show, tagging a friend if you're watching online. I really appreciate all of your guys' support. And this is just the best industry in the world. We are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. If you go over to fightlaughfeast.com, fightlaughfeastnetwork or flfnetwork.com, fightlaughfeastnetwork.com, and you put in HGBT in the memo field, you'll get an HGBT mug just like you see back there. I strategically positioned it so you can read it right below my chessboard, right next to my family photos. You'll get tons of great content. You'll get tons of benefit. But most of all, oh, sorry, that was a little loud. Most of all, you'll be coming alongside of us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. And man, do we need great Christian content. Someone on Twitter yesterday was talking about how there's just so much content. It's like a fire hose you're just trying to swallow. But I'm thankful that it's out there. I'm thankful it's out there, especially when you have the big Evas of the world and you know who you are, people. Man, we need faithful to the Bible. We need biblical content. We need faithful men and women pre not preaching, proclaiming the Lordship of Jesus and all these different platforms. And so I'm just thankful that there are those of us out here because for us out here who are um, on the front lines, quote unquote, if you want to call it that, I don't know if podcasting is the front lines, but it's encouraging to have other people like-minded fighting the fight with you because it gets lonely. It could get lonely. Let me tell you, there's only so many uh, likes you can get from a Beth Moore response to you compared to how many likes you get before you start getting depressed about where the world's going. Uh, and we'll talk about that on Reform Jellicle if you get a chance to listen to that. If you want to re- email me, you can email me at howtobuildatent.com. You can find me on all the social media sites, how to build a tent. I got a some feedback from a listener talking about how I should give a censor to the Jack Ryan series we talked about before and how there's some scenes in there that are graphic. There's some gay scenes and things like that. And he recommended VidAngel, which if you haven't checked it out, he made a point to tell me it was a Mormon-owned company, but they do a really good job of censoring out and filtering out you can do language, violence, and then all the like, disturbing stuff you don't want to see, which could make things a little more enjoyable and maybe open up the the list of things that you can actually watch because it's not having all that terrible stuff. If you want to support that kind of stuff, VidAngel is a way to do it. I do not have it, and they're not a sponsor of the show, but thought I'd just throw that out there for you. I was listening to my compadre, A.D. Robles on his show. If you don't listen to A.D. Robles, he's like the perfect 
perfect combination of feisty and hilarious at the same time. He's doing winsome November. You know, Douglas Wilson's doing no quarter November. He's doing winsome November. And it's hilarious, especially if you watch him on YouTube. You get the effects. He does like video effects and stuff. Oh, man, it's so good. And he was talking about Russell Moore and how he and Big Eva, all of them, are giving us a real opportunity to step in and take a leadership role because they put out content today like Sesame Street. I guess he has an article about Sesame Street and AD was making fun of him for that. And just like, not that there's something wrong about an article about Sesame Street, but the context of the day, what is going on? Epstein, you know, all the stuff that is happening with the Florida thing, with the SBC in Florida church, where there's allegations of racism and all of these things, which we'll also talk about in Reformed Jellicle. We're talking about Sesame Street. And he's talking about this opportunity when these people are becoming more and more irrelevant because they're talking about stuff that just doesn't matter, the stuff that isn't relevant for the day. They're not getting in the fight. And if they are, they're fighting for the wrong things. And he was using it as an encouragement to encourage those of us who have podcasts, who have blogs and all those things. I want to take it one step further, though, is how are you supporting these people? And you should really pray about not doing that anymore. You should really pray about leaving any association that you have with these people that are embracing Marxism, that are embracing philosophies of man that contradict the Bible, that are trying to skew the Bible, that are trying to uh, please man and not God. I would really recommend you prayerfully consider looking at the ways that you're supporting these kinds of people and just stop because there needs to be a purging i was i was on twitter you know i've been on twitter more and more i actually like it like i've said before i like the fight but i've been just after the last couple days i've been thinking man it's not even we should be trying to get christians to think correctly about the government sphere and voting correctly we just need to start getting christians to start voting out the terrible leaders we have in our churches not all churches not all uh, our leaders and all these different denominations are bad and need to be kicked out. But a lot of them do, or at least a good portion of them. I don't know if it's a majority plurality, maybe. And that's where we really need to start. And one of those ways is supporting them. And that even may mean that you have to switch churches. And I just want to say this as a quote unquote Baptist, I've never considered myself a Baptist, but I am on that side of the argument, a pre-mill three and a half point Calvinist ish. Uh, I have really good fellowship with my reformed 5.0 Calvinist Presbyterians baptizing those babies upside down when they're born or however chocolate Knox does it. I would rather go to church with my brothers on this network who I don't agree with on everything but I know they're faithful to God, they're faithful to the word, and they're faithful to their ministries. And they are men that I would go to battle with every day of the week. I can't say that for a lot of the people in churches that I agree with. So with that being said, from a financial perspective of supporting their extracurricular activities and their ministries themselves, even that includes going to their churches. We need to purify the church. And one of those ways is you need to find a good church. And that means if you're a Baptist, you need to go to a Presbyterian church that's close to you. And even if you're a Presbyterian, you need to go to a Baptist church. 
I would go to a church that is preaching the word of God, that is seeking to apply that in every area of our lives and isn't giving any mind and attention to the Marxism and the liberal left that is coming our way. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to get worse and worse. This isn't getting better. It isn't getting better, but okay. I want to talk. <laughs> I just looked at the time. We're like eight minutes into the show, eight and a half minutes into the show. And we're talking about what I wanted to actually really talk about. So there was the news flash that Kamala Harris trying to stay relevant and stay in this fight. She's like trying to stay above water. The waves are crashing in because she has no chance of actually winning, but she's still trying for a, trying hopefully to get some kind of vote. So she, maybe she can throw a partnership in, get VP or head of state or something. She wants to expand the school day for 10 hours. And her reasoning is, is she wants to take the burden off of children or off of parents that are working, trying to juggle work in childcare at the same time. And what she's going to do is allow you to give more of your time, give more of your time with your children to these state schools. She wants the state to have more of your child. Now, if you would just take your 24-hour day and you divide it up, you probably get seven to eight hours of sleep. Well, let's just say six, where a lot of us are parents. Six hours of sleep. Then you get what? You get off of work at six. Let's just say, and then we'll just throw this 10 hours in. So that's 16 hours. There's 24 hours in the day. That leaves eight hours. You know, maybe you're commuting for an hour. That's seven hours. You're trying to cook meals. You're trying to do some last minute, you know, chores in the house. Like how much time are you actually going to spend with your kids? And the government wants more of them. Wants more of your time. How are you going to compete 10 hours of indoctrination a day? You got to get your kids out of public schools. You got to get your kids out of government schools. There's no chance. And if you need to reassess your life, if you need to go down to one car, if you need to move to another state, if you need to move to another country, to be able to raise your kids and not give them over to the state to be indoctrinated in the religion of humanism, then you got to do it. And it's just going to get worse and worse until it is killed, until this agenda, until this liberalism, Marxism, and this humanist, until we return to Jesus, this is going to get worse and worse, honestly. I mean, we'll just leave it as simple as that. And I wanted to leave this on a high note of an opportunity that we could have. Now, when you do childcare, you have to get certifications. You have to make sure you're not like a pedophile. You have to make sure you're not, you know, doing, you have these felons or whatnot, which is all good stuff. And this includes churches that uh, have Sunday school and have their kids watching or have people watching the kids during service. I've actually done that before. Not my calling in life, but it's like really hard to talk about philosophy with a kid that has poop in his pants. Oh man, that should be like a, a capture or something, soundbite. Uh, it's really hard to talk about philosophy with a kid who has poop in his pants. Um, so a lot of churches have this already, have gone through the process. What a great opportunity for us to kind of fight back against this 10-hour school day where the, the government is saying, we want your kids more. We want to have more control. We want to have more say. We want to have more influence over them. We want to disciple them more. 
for the church to come back and say, hey, we'll take your kids. We'll watch them for you. And maybe it's free if we were church can afford it, or maybe it's just covering the cost of what it would take. But how effective would that be in having children coming in, having the communities come in and be able to give their children to trusted people that can faithfully pray over these children in their lives as they're starting? A lot of these are younger kids before they're even going to school. Pray for them, teach them, talk with them about Jesus and be able to build relationships with them and build rapport with them before they end up going to public schools, which hopefully they don't. But what a great counter to this assault on our children from government schools. And second, secondly, this will build relationships with the parents as well. So parents, I have a feeling, would rather go to a church, even if they're not Christians, to get cheaper healthcare or free not healthcare, geez, and childcare, or to get cheaper childcare to help pay for the bills. And what happens? You start meeting people in the church. You start being comfortable with going to the buildings. And what another great way to reach out to the parents as well. So there's two things that this could do at the same time. One, give you children to pray over, give you children to teach the word of God, to start an early foundation on of getting them to read the Bible, to understand the Bible stories, to understand Bible principles. And then on the on the other side as well is getting those parents comfortable and building relationships from adult to adult with those parents to get them back in church and to get them saved. The government solution is more government schools. It's more taxes. It's more indoctrination. It's more teacher union salaries. It's more donations to teachers union. What is our response as the church? We need to have a response. And what would better way than this to take care of children, to use the people that already love kids to take care of kids and be a blessing and use it for the kingdom of God. I don't know. I just think that is a really great idea. If you are in a church position to influence this, to pitch this. I think this is a win for us. That would be so great of an opportunity. How many kids do you think we could have offering uh, subsidized through the church or not government subsidizing, but the church doing it or having them just pay for the cost and not worrying about making a profit? Man, there's such a great opportunity here. We got to start winning back our kids. We got to start winning back other people's kids. We got to start going on the offensive. And this is one of the ways that we can do it. And we'd be great at it. We'd be great at it. So think about that. Talk to talk to your church leaders. Talk to the people you know at church. Pray about it. And let's see what we can do. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God.